0: Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, episode 257. This is 15 minutes that could change your scholarship future. I hope everybody out there had a great Independence Day, and I'm sitting here enjoying 80 degree weather as I record this episode. No matter which podcast app you listen on, please rate this show and leave a review and ask a question about college athletic recruiting. In this episode, I talk about the NCAA, the NAIA, and the NJCAA or JUCO eligibility centers, their requirements and how to fill them out as part of the recruiting process. This step of the recruiting process is often overlooked and it does take 30 to 50 minutes to complete. The student athlete can fill out the information on the eligibility centers their freshman year in high school or any other years in high school. But as you will find out, you must give the NCA or the NAIA this information before you can do other steps in the recruiting process. Official visits and National Letter of Intent signings are contingent upon completion of, of some of these certification processes. So I'll first dive into the NCA process, then the NAIA process, and then give you some details on the junior college process. So here we go. When you go to the NCA Eligibility Center, eligibilitycenter.org, website page, you will be given two places to click. One is to create an account, and the other is to create a profile page. There is a cost to creating a certified account, and creating a profile page is free. The website explains that you need to create an account to be certified by the NCAA Eligibility Center to be able to compete at an NCA Division I or Division II school. You also need to complete a certification account to be able to make official visits to a D1 or D2 school or sign a national letter of intent. If you are unsure of what you are wanting to do, you can go over to choice number two to create a profile page for free and then later transfer your information to create a certification account. The choice of creating the profile page is based on whether you are planning on competing at the D3 level or are just undecided at this time. With the profile page, you'll get an NCA ID number, and the NCA will give you important reminders as you complete high school. On the Eligibility Center homepage is a link to a registration checklist PDF. That link is in the episode notes. The PDF tells you to plan on registering during your freshman year of high school, but you can also register anytime in high school. The PDF tells you about the two options, the profile page versus the certification account. For the certification account, you will need 30 to 45 minutes to register completely. If you need to exit during registration, you can save and come back later to finish. Accounts that are not completed will be deleted after 30 days. Here are some items that you should have with you as you create the account. Number one, a valid email for the student. This email needs to be checked regularly, and the student will need to have access to it after high school. The NCAA Eligibility Center uses the email to update the student-athlete about their account throughout the process. There is a note on this page that if you've had a sibling register on the Eligibility Center, you need to use a different email than the one that he or she used. Number two, have personal basic information ready, like your date of birth, and your primary and secondary contact information and your addresses. Item number three, basic student education information. The NCA asks the names of all your secondary and high schools and additional programs you have attended in the United States or internationally. Be sure to include all the schools, regardless of whether you received grades or credits from that school or not. The brochure says that if you attend 9th grade at a junior high located in the same school system in which you later attend the high school, do not list the 9th grade school separately. Item number four, student sports participation history. In this section, you will select a sport or sport you plan to participate in at the NCAA school. For certification accounts, the NCAA will ask you to provide details for any expenses or awards you have received. Also, any teams that you have practiced or played with during certain events. Also, about any individuals who have advised you or marketed your skills. This information helps the NCAA Eligibility Center certify you as an amateur when requested by your NCAA school. Number five, payment on the certification account only. When you fill out the certification account, it is not completed until the registration fee is paid or on the submission of a fee waiver, if you are eligible for a fee waiver. A link for the fee waiver is in the episode notes. You may pay online by debit card, credit card, or e-check. The registration fee for students in the United States, U.S. territories, and Canada is $90. The fee for all the other international students is $150. Remember, the profile page account for D3 or Undecided does not have a fee. All fees are non-refundable once you are successfully registered. You can follow the Eligibility Center on Twitter at NCAAEC. We're on Instagram at Play College Sports and on Facebook at NCAAEC. There is also a link in the PDF for frequently asked questions. Again, this link will be in the show notes. As you go through the certification, the basic information is the student athlete's full name, race, gender, student high school graduation date, the student athlete college enrollment date, like fall of 2022. This is the date that you plan to enroll at an NCAA Division I or Division II school. This can be updated or changed by going back to this area in your account information. At this time, they ask what the highest level of education your parent or guardian has completed. Next is the student athlete's phone number and secondary number, mainly a parent's contact information. The next session is sports-related questions about if expenses were paid by someone other than family, have you received any money for competing, Has anyone other than a parent or a coach marketed your skills? Since we did baseball at our household as a sport, the form asks for a list of all the teams and clubs that you have practiced or played for since turning 14 years old. It may be worded differently for other sports. The next section has you list the team or clubs that you have practiced or played for since turning 14 years of age. After answering various sport-specific and general questions about your sport, the next step is the payment. But first, there is a summary of your report of your information. The payment portion states the registration is not complete until you have submitted a valid payment or the registration fee waiver. There is a link on this payment page for more information on the registration of the fee waivers. The payment page gives you a choice of paying with a card or an e-check. You or your parents put in the payment source information and check OK. You then click Pay. After you pay, a receipt is emailed immediately. In the upper right-hand corner of the Eligibility Center page, the student-athlete's name and NCAA ID number are shown, along with the student-athlete's graduation date and college enrollment time frame. There is a pull-down menu. When you run your cursor over your name, the pull-down menu has a link for eligibility status, account settings, School Questions, Sport Questions, and View task. When you click on the eligibility status, there are six areas to see. One is Demographic Information. Two, Course Information. Three, Academic Eligibility. Four, ACT and SAT Test Scores. Five, High School Information. And six, Eligibility Description. The demographic information has the NCAA ID number, the student-athlete's name, the student-athlete's address and phone number, and the graduation date, and your current high school and the high school's ID number. The course information page has the NCAA ID number, the student-athlete's name, and your high school course information that is sent from your high school. The academic eligibility shows the parameters for your academic qualifications. I'm not sure at this time what the eligibility description tells us. I'll do some more research. The ACT and SAT scores show just that, ACT and or SAT scores. The high school information shows the NCA high school number and the high school address or addresses. On the pull-down menu, there is account settings. There is a list on the left-hand side of account, schools, and sport. The account page has account settings, basic information, and contact. The account settings shows the percentage that you have completed for the certification your NCAA ID number, your username and email, with an opportunity to change it, and then you can set your password, along with your security questions and your date of birth. This is just a review of what you just filled out at the beginning, so you can change or adjust your school questions or your sports questions. The view task shows a task list and will also say at the top of the page, we, the NCAA, will not begin your certification until it is requested by an NCAA school. On the main page of the Eligibility Center website is account creation. Send scores and transcripts and request amateur certification. In the middle, send test scores and transcripts states that you need to ask your testing agency to send us, the NCA, your scores using code 9999. Also, ask each high school you attended to submit your transcripts. There is a Learn More link that explains this portion better. The Learn More brings up four bullet points. It says, number one, remember, you must take courses at your high school approved by the NCAA. Number two, ask your testing agency to send your scores using code 9999. Number three, ask your high school to send your transcripts. Number four, learn more about submitting international documents if that applies to you. The learn more tab provides another link that is under your information. When you click your information, you will see Division I academic status and in bold letters it will say decision not yet available or final qualifier. So no decision regarding your academic eligibility for this division has been made at this time or you are immediately eligible to receive athletic status and practice and compete. Contact your institution's compliance department for details. The Division II academic status is the same as the Division I. So, right now we are still on your information page, and there is an academic eligibility issues link, a transcript link, a core courses link, and a test scores link. The academic eligibility issues link is there if there are eligibility issues. The transcripts has a place where the NCA will place a green check mark on whether high school transcripts have been received and final high school transcripts and proof of graduation has been received. The Core Courses link has another link to see your NCA courses listed, and the Test Score link has a place for the NCA to place a green check mark next to ACT or ACT when they receive it from your test center. The third item on the Eligibility Center dashboard, your request of amateur certification. The circle around this section will be green when you are eligible. At the bottom of the dashboard is your eligibility status. Your sport will show with an active label or final amateur status. There is a Division 1 and Division 2 amateur status showing pending review or final certification and both have an academic status showing decision not available or final qualifier. At the bottom of the dashboard page is a task list. There's a place for status showing blank or a green check mark, a description of the task and the date assigned columns. When you first apply the task list may be blank. Keep checking back. That is the Eligibility Center main page or dashboard. Creating your profile. On the homepage of the Create Your Profile page, again, you can start here at no cost. If you are unsure on the level of play that you want to play or you are interested only in NCA Division III, at the bottom of the page is a link to Create a Profile page, and it says free. Right above the link, it says... If you want to play or make an official visit to a D1 or a 2 school, you need to transition to a certification account. When you click on the Create a Profile page, a page appears to put in an email address. There is an important tip on this page. This email address will be the username for your account, so don't forget which one you use. Select an email address that you will continue to use after high school. You will receive an email with a verification code. Insert your verification code and set up a security question and password. The first page in creating a profile is basic info. The student name, like it will be listed on your ACT or SAT testing. The next page is contact information with phone numbers and emails. Then you can pick your sport or sports. You then add verification information and your high school or high schools. The last page sends you back to the My Profile page and has a link to transition to the certification account if needed. Those are the two choices at the NCAA Eligibility Center. The NAIA has an eligibility center. If you go to naia.org and click on student athletes and find the NAIA Eligibility Center link, or go directly to it on play.mynaia.org, this is the official clearinghouse for NAIA eligibility. Every student athlete must register here to play sports at an NAIA college or university. You'll start out by entering an email address. You will get an email at that address to confirm and set up a password. You start out by entering your student information. There are helpful tips on the right side of each page on the NAIA Eligibility Center. The fee to register is $90, or you can talk to your high school counselor about getting a fee waiver. When you pay, you enter your credit card information, and then you get a confirmation and a pay page. At the top of the page is your name, the ECID, eligibility center number ID, your date of birth, and some status information. On this page, you click on and close when you are ready to pay and confirm. This confirmation sends you to the My Activity List page or Play NAIA dashboard. There are four categories, current task, completed task, decision details, and resources. When you click the current task, there is personal information to fill out. And at the end of the page is recruiter information, which is optional. You can list there if you've had an agency or a service helping you in your recruitment. After the personal information comes high school history information. There is a pull down and a search for your high school and its high school number. When you click save and continue, a review page comes up. You can review and edit your information here. That completes the profile. Current tasks and completed tasks will have items listed for you. Tasks may include for you to send high school transcripts to the site, or your standardized test information, ACT or SAT scores. For the NAIA, you use 9876 for your scores on your ACT or SAT site. In checking on the junior college requirements, I double-checked with an athletic director at a junior college on the eligibility center for the JUCO ranks. He said at this time there is not a registration to fill out. The NJCAA is working on an eligibility center. If you go to NJCAA.org and click on the Compete NJCAA link, you will see the page states coming soon, so stay tuned. That is a lot of information on and about the NCA Eligibility Center and the NAIA Eligibility Center and when and how to maneuver through this step of the recruiting process. Please see the links in the episode notes to help you easily access all this information. Get started today. I'm going to highlight item number five of the recruiting checklist that is found on page five of the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Planner and Journal written by Recruit Me founder, John Fugler. You can get the 24-month Planner and Journal on Amazon or by emailing me at brent at recruit-me.com. This 300-plus page planner is only $20. Items number one through four are reviewed in the last three Athletic Scholarship Podcast episodes, episodes 254, 255, and 256. Item number five on the Recruiting Checklist is Build Your Updates. Under Build Your Updates, you can check off that you did a one-page update with short and bulleted information. When should you send updates? Number one, after every season. Number two, after every semester with your updated grade information. Number three, after every ACT or SAT test taken. And number four, send your sports schedule before any season, school, or summer. Next week, I'll hit item number six, choose the right camps, showcases, and tournaments. There are seven to-dos under this item. Hear them next week on episode 258 or buy the 24-month planner and journal and get the whole recruiting checklist. Join me next Tuesday for another 15 minutes that will change your scholarship future.